0: For free training on how to publish a book that sells 10,000 copies, go to selfpublishing.com forward slash free training. Hey, Chandler Bolt here and joining me today is Leanne Saffer. Uh, Leanne actually worked with us at Self-Publishing School. Um, She's a student at Self-Publishing School, also the author of her book. It's a memoir called Please Don't Send Me Flowers. Uh, She's a writer, uh, fitness instructor, hairstylist, life coach, and advocate for helping people live a loud and authentic life. All right. So um, today we're going to be talking about um, a topic that we don't talk a lot about on the podcast. I'm really excited to have Leanne here, which is writing. how do you write a quality memoir that actually sells, right? So two-part, like how do you write a great memoir, but then also how do you sell um, copies of that memoir if you're not famous, which is very hard to do. Uh, Leanne, great to have you here. Thank you. So hey, why why'd you write this book? Why would you decide um, to write this book?
1: Oh man, um, kind of funny story. So I had had a pretty rough few years um, and then that landed me with Breast cancer. And I was always using the internet to like banter with people when I was going through treatment and in my infusions and stuff. And I took a poll one day and I was like, who thinks I should write a book called Shit You Didn't Think Would Happen to You? And it was like unanimous yes, minus like maybe two people that said no. And I was like, fine, you don't have to read it. So I started just writing everything down and kind of working backwards. And I was like, you know what? there's a lot of good stuff in here because if I would have known any of the things that I'm learning now I would have been so much more equipped and felt so Mm. much less alone Mm.
0: so I was like I'm
1: gonna just do it I'm just gonna do it
0: (laughs) yeah and then how do you how do you find us at self Publishing school
1: um you know I had written the majority of my manuscript and then I was like wait I don't know what to do (laughs) Yeah. So I think it was like a Google search and then mm-hmm. had a call and I was like, all right, this, this feels
0: legit. Cool. And then what, why? Cause obviously that could, I mean, that could have gone two very different routes with uh, as far as how the book was structured. Like there could be the breast cancer survival guide, which is more maybe like more of a self-help type book um, versus the route that you took was, which was a memoir. how did you decide between going more self-help or more, more memoir?
1: Yeah. I'm not like a self Help fan. Um, it doesn't work for me. It makes me feel like I'm doing something wrong. And I didn't want that for anybody else. And I knew that if I went that route, it wouldn't feel authentic. Um, you know, but I did have like the imposter syndrome of like, who cares about my story? Like, who am I? Little girl from Oregon. Um, but you know, I had read some books that had some similar themes in them. And I'm like, I feel like I have more to tell. Like I felt like they were a little bit holding back and you know, whether they were or not, but I'm like, wait, there's more. Um, and I can, I can do this. I can share that because I've
0: lived it. Mm-hmm. Got it. And then what would just on that note, because I feel like there's probably a lot of people kind of at that fork in the road. And and really, it's not even a black or white, black and white decision. I think it's it's kind of shades of gray. Mm-hmm. And, and it's like some memoirs are more self-help, some self-help are more memoirs, and there's kind of this spectrum. But what would be your tips for folks who are kind of at that at that kind of line saying all right do I go the the memoir route do I go the self-help route I would say trust your gut
1: <laughs> um don't do it because you think you should do it do it because you know you should do it mm. that
0: sounded really profound but seriously <laughs> <laughs> and then was was yours just like hey I don't like self-help so that's not even an option or did, were you ever like huh, sh- should I do it and just do a different take on self-help
1: Yeah, no, I was like, I just don't like self-help. You know, I think I say that in part of my book. It's like, is this a self-help book? No. Will it help you? Yes. Um, You know, there's lessons in both ways that you write.
0: Mm -hmm. Got it. And now, so so you said, all right, I'm going to do this. What was the toughest part of writing a book? And maybe even more specifically, what do you feel like the toughest part is of writing a memoir? Other people,
1: (laughs) the people that you write about. Um, that was like such a gray area for me. And I'm like, how much do I disclose? But, you know, the whole point was to disclose everything so that people felt more seen. Right. And it was relatable. Um, and that, that was really, really hard for me. I'm like, how do I do this with grace while also being truthful? Um, and there are still lessons about that post writing it. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I would say that was the hardest part. I really enjoyed writing it. It was very therapeutic for me.
0: And so how did you do it with Grace while still being truthful?
1: You know, I don't know that I did it with Grace. (laughs) Um, You know, after I published it, there was like a little bit of hard conversation with some of the people mentioned. Um, You know, not mentioning any names was very helpful. Um, And then a couple of people, I was like, hey, I wrote this, you need to read it before I put it out there you know, and that was the best that I could do because I'm like, yeah, it's your story, but it's my story to tell too. So,
0: uh, yeah. And h- how did you navigate that? Cause I feel like that is very tough for a lot of people. There's, yeah. so how did you navigate kind of the interpersonal relationship piece? And and sometimes gonna be like, oh, I need to pull this out because I'm worried about having a tough conversation, but that means the book is worse versus yeah. Yeah. If I put this in the book it is going to be more helpful for the reader. But now I've all of a sudden got hand grenades kind of blowing up in my personal life. Like, how did you balance that? And then how did you navigate those tough conversations?
1: Yeah. I think what I had to really sit back and realize was that like, everybody can look at an apple, right? You and I are staring at an apple and the side of the apple that you see is going to look a little bit of different than the side of the apple that I see, but it's still an apple. So, you know, they might remember it a tiny bit differently I might've felt it a tiny bit differently. Um, and so I had to just like take that as my North star. Um, but it did come down to, you know, I had I had done everything but published the book before I brought this up, um, specifically with my ex that I wrote about. And I was like, Dude, I can't publish it until we have this conversation. And so I was like, here are the things that I wrote about. And I hope you understand why I wrote this. And it's not to make you look bad, you know, it's to share my story and I'm I'm glad we had this experience because look where we are now. and um, and so it was just about having those conversations and it was hard. <laughs> you
0: yeah, know, I mean, but it, it all worked out. Did you ever have people threaten to sue you or say hey don't publish this or anything like that?
1: No, I mean, no. And I think what was beneficial to me is I had so much um like documentation of these things that happened so i'm like this sorry like this is what happened nice. and yeah. um, it wasn't slanderous in any way and i made sure of that with my editor and mm-hmm.
0: um, read over what could possibly happen yeah. <laughs> so yeah but Which, it is what, that, that's hard what conclusion did you come to with that like it sounds like you you decided not to use names, which I'm assuming that was intentional. What's yeah. the why behind that decision? And then were there any other decisions like that that you felt, hey, I can tell the story, but then also protect myself from legal recourse, make sure that it's not slander or things like that?
1: Yeah, like that little blip in the beginning of the book that's like, hey, my memory works this way. Yours might work that way. So just that extra protection, I think, is really important. And it took me mm-hmm. a long time to ward that to where I felt like. I was covered on all areas hmm. um and yeah removing names and i wanted to do that for everybody's you know people that know us clearly know who's who we're talking about here but nobody needs mm-hmm. to know
0: who this person is it doesn't
1: actually matter it's the story that matters yeah
0: got it did yeah. Did you ever consider keeping names the same or was that from the start just kind of like a hey this is a simple thing to protect myself no i never even considered it yeah got it and and from your research I guess anything else that comes to mind because we get asked this all the time, these type of questions. And so uh, my hope is to make this uh, to, to be a resource that we can um, point people back to yeah, yeah. who are writing memoirs. And so anything else that you saw or, or learned in the process that you're like, hey, I did this to dot my I's and cross my T's um, yeah. legally. Every, up front.
1: Every state has different laws yeah. on um, How somebody can come up for after you or whatever, and I didn't realize that so I did reach out to a lawyer at one point, and I was like, hey, what's the worst that can happen and they were great they were like don't pay me look at this website look at this website you'll get all the answers you need if you're still confused come back. Um, and that was really helpful for me because I think I had just like researched what could possibly happen and that's terrifying, um, <laughs> but yeah. you know, in Oregon, like they have some pretty, they, they protect your freedom of speech very, mm-hmm. very much. Um, mm-hmm. so that was good to know. Is that like, look for your specific state
0: where <laughs> mm-hmm. you're
1: publishing. Um, yeah. and it, it does make a difference.
0: Mm, that's a great tip. Yep. And of course, this is not legal advice. Disclaimer, disclaimer. Yeah, I'm not a lawyer. No <laughs> legal counsel. <laughs> oh man. Uh, so, w- what would be kind of from this process? What would be tips that you have for for other people who are writing a memoir on how to write a higher quality book?
1: Yeah. I would say use your voice very authentically. Um, I, you know, the feedback that I've gotten on my book was like, it was so relatable. I didn't use these huge words that I normally wouldn't use in conversation. Um, It kind of sounds like you're maybe reading my diary or like I'm telling you a story over cocktails or over coffee. Um, And, and that's what I wanted. I want it to be really relatable. So however you speak in normal life and tell stories, I
0: would say right from there. Mm, Got it. And you said use your voice. What if I don't know my voice? Like how do I find my, my voice? Because I think for a lot of people that it can be a difference between, oh, I'm speaking to someone versus I am writing something. Any tips on finding your voice specifically with the writing of the book?
1: Um, I would
0: hire a life coach.
1: <laughs> mm-hmm. um, I would get, I would take some time to get in touch with who you are um, and, and your why. Because I... I think we've all read those books where we're like, this feels a little off, like something feels a little surfacy Mm -hmm. and then you put it down, um, because it doesn't land and Mm -hmm. it's like having a conversation that feels a little surfacy and fake. So, Mm -hmm. you know, I would, I would say don't write until you know exactly who you are, why you're doing it where, where your voice is coming from. Mm -hmm. You know, my voice came a little bit from like frustration Mm
0: -hmm. and
1: a little bit from like Uh, this could happen to you so I like an urgency like I need you to know uh, and also a place of like teaching like I want to teach us all to be better in these situations right
0: Mm. yeah that's great yeah how did you decide well actually uh, yeah different question first you you talked about um pulling from kind of you know three to five books or kind of like stylistically that you liked how did Mm -hmm. you do that without Without compromising your voice, because I remember my first book. It's like I had three or four books that I liked. And I'm like, okay, I don't really know what my voice is. Like, I'll just write like Tim Ferriss, I guess, <laughs> or like yeah. you know these books that I liked at the time. Uh, and so, and the the result was just like this jumbled mess of a book that like really wasn't me. And it wasn't, it definitely wasn't my voice. So how did you strike that balance between, all right, I'm taking inspiration from this style of book, Mm -hmm. but I'm keeping it in my actual voice and and finding my voice kind of along the way. Yeah,
1: I think I had gotten the advice to read a lot of memoirs before I wrote mine and Deering. Mm -hmm. I actually didn't like that advice. Um, I found that it was confusing for me because I'm like, oh my God, this book sold this many copies. I need it to like sound more like this. Um, So I actually put them all down. And I just like, was like, you know what, I'm going to do it my way. And then I'm going to have somebody proofread it and tell me if they like it, because I'm really sarcastic. I'm making jokes and like, no, that's not going to land with everybody, but I'm not going to filter that out. Um, If you don't understand sarcasm, you probably don't understand my book. That's okay. I'm not for everybody. Um, but there were a couple people that I like follow on Instagram that have written amazing memoirs where you know, I maybe read half of it before and I'm like, this is going to alter my perception and my voice. I'm going to finish this after. And I'm so glad that I did that. And I'm not sure that that's like the right advice for everybody, but, um, it was the right advice for me because I, I could see where I was like, Oh, this worked for them. Like, did she write that? Or did I write that? You know?
0: Mm. And so that's how you, you balanced Okay. I know the style that I want, but I'm keeping integrity of, of, of my voice.
1: Yeah. And like, this is my audience. They have the same audience. Um, you know, I relate to this person in this way, but I'm also different
0: in this way. And I'm going to run with that. Got it. That makes yeah. sense. How, how did you decide how much to share and mm-hmm. and where the line is between, okay, is this oversharing? Is this too surface level? Is this like, I want this to be known as part of my story, but this isn't helpful for the reader. Like, how did you just kind of discern between all that? So my like
1: first draft was like the size of the Bible. It was (laughs) (laughs) because I was like, you know, I can't decide this until I literally get it all out. And so I wrote everything out. Um, And then I went back through and my wife went through it with me and we were like taking apart things that maybe didn't need to be shared, um, for them to understand the severity of the situation or the learning or, it, um, the emotion. Right. And, and I think that was really helpful because I think that if I had skipped over some of that stuff in, initially, I probably would have skipped over some of the nuggets that were really important too.
0: Mm, interesting. So I kind of worked backwards. Hey, Chandler Bolt here. I hope you're loving this episode so far. It's time to go from inspiration to implementation. All right, so if you've learned something, we wanna help you implement what you've learned with your book. So what I want you to do right now is go to selfpublishing.com forward slash schedule, book a publishing consultation with one of the experts on my team. We'll talk about your goals for your book, your dreams, your challenges, your next steps, and we'll start putting together a plan. All right, so go to selfpublishing.com forward slash schedule, book a call with the team. Let's see how we can help with your book. It's time to implement. So you you said I'm gonna share all of it and then I'm gonna cut back to what's most essential.
1: Yeah. I literally printed out every single piece of paper because I'm not a computer oh. person. And we oh. laid them on the ground all oh. throughout my house. Yeah. And we just wow. like, like, started crossing things out. Yeah. And it was like so helpful because I'm such a visual, but Yeah, you did start to see where like, okay, this, I, you're, you're a little ranty here. Like Mm. (laughs) this Mm. actually doesn't need to be shared. You made that point over here. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Do you remember how many words you got up to? And then how many words you ended with about, I think, I I think I ended at like 87,000. Okay. Yeah.
1: Um, I think I was like
0: 130. Oh, wow.
1: Yeah, it was a lot. My coach was like, "Yeah, no, you're not going to do that." Like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But you don't know, like yeah. I mean, I didn't know how many words were in a memoir, like Yeah. But it, that was going to be too long of a book. <laughs> oh, for
0: sure. Yeah. Well, and and, and I mean, it t- I mean, probably 30,000 to 100,000 30,000 to 100,000 words is probably the general range, you know, and that's that's a wide range obviously cuz they can be, it can be a wide range, but I I will say, you know, I really love that you did that and went all the way and then cut back. And this is what we recommend for students and for people all the time. And this, I'm in the process of, um, um, publishing a second edition, or I just, (laughs) I just finished it this morning. Um, but, (laughs) uh, for the second, second edition of my book published. And so for that book, just for more context for people, that book went up to, I want to say about 80, I started at 50,000 words, first edition, then went up to 83,000 words for the draft. And then it just, I just got it this morning before shipping it, um, just under 63,000 words. So trimming 20,000 words, it sounds like in your case, it was, what was that? 40, 50,000? Yeah. Um, yeah. Which is hard. That's hard to do. So kudos to you for doing that because it can feel like, man, I'm cutting so much but it really makes for a much better book to write past the target, but then also to cut it down. And it just feels like with it, I don't know if you experience this, but as you go through it, it's just like with everything that you delete, it's like, oh man, awesome. This is now yeah. a better book. Like it's hard. You're like, I don't yeah. want to delete that. I, I feel like this is necessary, but then the book ends up getting better.
1: Yeah, it really, I feel like tightens it up.
0: So yeah, yeah that's awesome. Um, I guess kind of bridging into from... What I want to bridge from uh, the writing to the marketing, but before I do, any other tips on writing a great memoir or things that you learned that that be kind of specific to memoirs for people?
1: Don't overthink it, for sure. And um, I think that that's probably what everybody does when they're writing a book. I've never written another book, just the memoir, but um, I think that's where you kind of drown out on the truth is if you overthink it. So,
0: got it? Yeah. Now, kind of transitioning um, from writing to marketing. So I feel like you did a great job and, and I feel like this is rare. Um, you did a great job of focusing on themes with your book. Um, and I think both to make the book more impactful, but also to make it more marketable. Um, and, and, and so just even in the marketing, it's like, I haven't read the book yet, but I, in, in the book description, in the blurb, and it's like, oh, I know what the book's about and the type of person uh, the, like if I was in that category, it'd be like, I want to read that book. Right. Um, and so it's just like, I I know who that ideal avatar is and all that. How'd you kind of land on those themes with, as writing the book? And then how did you parlay that into kind of using those themes to better market the book? Yeah.
1: The themes was really hard for me. That was definitely really hard because I'm like, I don't want this to be another book about breast cancer or I, I don't want this to be another book about this, but, um, I think that also comes down to like the voice and there's so much learned, like, you know, the section that gets the most praise is like what not to say to a cancer patient. And like, people don't really talk about that. They're like, what do you do? You send them flowers, whatever. Like, um, my editor was so helpful who I found through your guys's Rolodex. Um, her name's Val Serbridge, and she's amazing, but she was really helpful in kind of whittling down the themes. But I did write the book in three sections. It was like, okay married to like a very abusive partner, um, fell in love with a woman, but I'm not gay. Um, and then, you know, like it was diagnosed with breast cancer. It was like, boom, boom, boom. So like, there's your kind of like columns of themes. And then it was like, okay, what are the learnings here that people can tap into? So I kind of went like big to small again, right? Mm. Um, but having my editor to bounce all that off of cause she had clearly read it was
0: so helpful. Mm. And how did you even land on those three themes? Because I think it'd be so easy for people to just write a meandering story of their life and yeah. not say theme one, theme two, theme three. How'd, how'd you land on that?
1: Well, I think it's because of the way my life played out because it was literally one year after the other. <laughs> like, yeah. it landed in front of me where I'm like, holy shit, when am I going to get a break? Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, so it was just kind of like a three-part thing. But I do think that it helped to kind of like compartmentalize them but there was a flow because it all did happen so fast and they all bled into each other
0: Mm. got it that makes sense and then how did that how did that kind of transition or translate into how you marketed the book Mm.
1: yeah um well (laughs) that's a really good question i think the all of these themes have happened to somebody or will happen to somebody or have happened to somebody that they know. Like we all know somebody that's been in an abusive relationship or it's happened to us. We all know somebody that's been diagnosed with cancer or we will, um, you know, we all know somebody that's like fallen in love with the same sex or we will, you know? Um, and so that made it really easy for marketing purposes. Cause it was like, I want, I want you to know that I see you. And I also want you to be equipped when this is in your life, whether it's you somebody else, your kid, your sister, your mom, your brother, whatever. Mm. And, and so I think that made it really easy for marketing purposes. Cause everyone was like, Oh, you're right. Like, mm. and you know, when I'm talking about cancer, there's so much in there for the caregiver. There's so much in there for the nurse that's taking care of you. It's mm. not just for somebody that has breast cancer. Yeah. There's so much learning for the people around you or like the people that are sending gifts. They're like, Oh my yeah. God, I had no idea that we shouldn't, send f cancer coloring books you're like no, you know they're terrible don't send
0: those <laughs> yeah yeah well and i mean even i mean it's in the title but the, just the whole flowers thing until yeah. like a few months ago i was like wait what oh my gosh yeah i <laughs> yeah. mean and if
1: you read about it you're like well that makes sense like yeah okay
0: you know how, how did you uh, i think the two parts as it relates to marketing how did you theme three seemingly disparate um, like topics into one book with kind of like the title and, and the, the branding for the book, but then also how do you balance those three themes in, in the marketing? Do you lean more towards one of the three? Do you market all three? Like, how does that work?
1: Yeah, I think, you know, it was easy for me to have all these things and have them flow as one book because um, the underlying theme was like, you can still live like a very joyful impactful life when all this shit is happening to you right um so that was made it easy to carry it through um as far as the marketing piece goes what was the second part of that question
0: yeah um and and so how do you how do you market the book essentially like do you do you uh, do you only talk about one theme in a typical interview and then do like, that is the hook for the book and then check out the book and learn more. Do you try to market to all three themes? Like, how does that work with the marketing? Yeah,
1: it's funny. Like when I've been doing podcasts and stuff and, um, a lot of people just want to talk about cancer and I'm like, oh no, 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 There's things that lead up to cancer. You know, I was stressed out. This is what happened. Um, and the more that I've talked about it, the more it's like kind of branched out into these other pieces. I will say you know I'm bald on the cover of the book so I think people just assume one thing um but I just talked about it all I've very openly talked about it all um especially you know falling in love with a woman when you're like a straight person because the world doesn't understand that you don't like it's not always just black and white it's not always just gay and straight and I'm like let me explain this to you <laughs> Mm-hmm. Um, and that's been really eye-opening for people so it's been really easy to market that because they're like oh I guess I know someone like that and I guess I shouldn't say that or whatever and mm. um, so it's been kind of fun too because I'm like yeah hi
0: let's have this conversation <laughs> it's disruptive it's yeah. uncomfortable yeah like not to
1: like funny. I don't want to make anyone feel bad but like let's yeah. have this conversation about mm-hmm. this topic because also and I say this a lot in the book is like I used to say those things, or I used to do those things until yeah. it happened to me. So, like, let's work together to be better here. Boy,
0: mm-hmm. mm-hmm. well, and you can bring awareness without being without bringing shame. Totally. And 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 when you do that, that creates conversations, and then create and then conversations where the centerpiece is the book. Yeah, as almost like an awareness tool, just kind of feeds the whole thing. Yeah, um, which is really cool. Let's 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 talk about launch. How did you launch the book? Uh, what went well? Um, and, and what sold the most copies?
1: Oh man. Okay. So that my launch was like a total disaster and I actually love it. It worked out perfectly when I look back at it, but you know, I did the whole launch team thing and gathered my people and I was going to launch on the first of the year, even though everyone told me not to, but I was like, I just want to do, I'm a rebel. Like, let me just do it. I wasn't planning on X amount of sales. I'm like, I just want to get this out there and let it breathe. And one of the girls, I, you know, they tell you to launch it like X amount of hours. Cause it takes a while, whatever. So it went live on the 31st. And then one of the girls on my launch team posted something on Instagram that like, oh my God, it's live. And then all these people started posting about it. And like, I got my copy and I'm like, shit, it's only 99 cents or it's free or whatever. <laughs> and everyone's like, did you know it's so cheap? And I'm like, oh my God, what is happening but it all happened so fast. I didn't know what to do. I was like, do I raise the price? Do I keep it? And so I just kind of let it do its thing. It was like new year's day. And I'm like shaking cause I don't know what's going on. And, um, I had gone to prom in high school with Justin Baldoni, who is now like a very successful Hollywood person who's friends with Glennon Doyle. So he talked about my book and then she talked about my book and I was like, Oh my God, <laughs> What is happening? (laughs) Um, so it and this is all within the first 24 hours, and I'm like, Oh, it's 99 cents! Like, yeah, (laughs) um, so you know, it all I don't know that it would have like, I think it would have panned out that way had it gone to plan, but I like, thanks to Chelsea who like let everyone know it was available, I was like, Oh my god, I'm not ready.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Thanks, Chelsea.
1: (laughs) Yeah, thanks, Chelsea. She was like, My bad. I'm like, Uh huh, okay.
0: Oh, but what he can so do. Funny. That's so yeah. funny. So how, where did you go from there like uh, did you I, I know you said you just kind of rolled with it but like did you regroup and then have an official launch day did you no. kind of bump up all the launch stuff like what what, what did that look like?
1: <laughs> I think everything went out the window because <laughs> I was like wait I'm not equipped for like the the plan B or the failure here so um I um, I just I had to get my feet and I think I went in and raised the price like two days later. Um, my reviews weren't working because I think everybody had done it at once. And I'm like, well, mm. so I just started talking about, you know, and I used Instagram a lot, um, talking to everybody that was posting, like, oh my God, please lo- leave a review, la da Um, This is so important. But it was a lot of my marketing was just reposting reviews or um, messages that people sent me because the first four months, it was, non-stop um which was really fun but I was like oh my god I didn't know the impact this would have like I hoped but I maybe thought like a hundred people and here we are like over a thousand I was like what is happening um so that was really cool but I think that was really helpful for people to see and I did a lot of like getting on live a lot of podcasts but I never did it like another launch or anything it's just kind of been there
0: Mm. thing and so I guess post launch, what do you feel like you've done that sold, sold the most copies? Um,
1: I think it's honestly just more talking about it than anything. Um, I've done a couple, like I did a book signing, which was really fun. People love that. And I was like, I didn't know if people were going to come and yeah. COVID, um, you know, but you find that people that have read it and love it, they really want to come. Thank you. And mm. they want to buy more and they want to get it signed. Yeah. And, that was really fun. Um, the podcasts are really fun. I'm not sure how much it drives my sales. Mm-hmm. I, I honestly think it's just more talking about it, being in front of people. Mm-hmm. I've talked to a lot of nurses who have wanted to buy it
0: for their teams. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Got yeah. it. Um, we, we, should, we should talk after this. Um, you should check out, there's a, there's a chapter in my um, my new book about relaunches. Mm. I think that could work really, really well for you, but then also <laughs> like how do you layer in a bunch of different stuff with that of book signings, virtual book tours like a, yep. a bunch of different things have you launched in uh, do you have it in all three formats or is it ebook print
1: um ebook and print I didn't do i thought i thought a while about doing um an audiobook. Mm-hmm. I haven't done it, and mm-hmm. I have a woman that I was going to work with, but I was like, I don't know yeah. I, I don't listen to
0: audiobooks so to me I'm like yeah. why would you do an audiobook but yeah. I know the market for that too. I and this is an aside but I I would highly recommend creating an audiobook and I would in this case recommend reading it yourself. I mean people buy books differently, right? And so it's some people would never read a book. <laughs> But they would listen to your audiobook, right? And then some people like you, it's like, oh, I've never listened to audiobooks, I'd read your book. Yeah. And so you just open up a whole new market of sales. And what you could do here is you could record the audiobook and launch the audiobook. And that audiobook launch is kind of a relaunch for that. Yeah. Then it just spikes sales to to print, to ebook, to, to all the things. Well, I have been told I have a radio voice. So. <laughs> I will read my voice
1: I will read my book in my voice
0: <laughs> oh yeah it's great it's great I agree I thought you were gonna say. I was like um I you know I've been told I have a face for radio <laughs>
1: yeah, yeah totally <laughs> <laughs>
0: um hey so you, you mentioned reviews and obviously you said you were very intentional about that um as part of you know on social and, and stuff like that you know at the time of recording this interview you're at 259 Reviews on Amazon, which is no small feat, um, especially for a memoir. Anything else you did um, that worked well for getting reviews
1: no <laughs> i I did I asked a lot the first six months. Anybody that sent me any message, I was like, thank you so much. If you have the time, please write a review or at least rate it. Um, but you know, I don't read my reviews. I I read them until the time I got a bad one. <laughs> and I was like, you know what? That's not why I wrote this book. Um, nah. so I, I would love to get more too. I just mm. kind of stopped talking about it, but I honestly think the best thing is to
0: just be humble and ask for them. Mm. There's no,
1: there's no shame. Yeah. in asking. And if somebody really likes it, they're happy to do that for you. It takes two seconds. Yeah.
0: That's great. Ask. I mean, it sounds simple, but, and especially, I'm sure it sounds like you do this, which is the one thing we always recommend is when someone reaches out with positive feedback on your book, say, hey, would you mind just copying and pasting that here? Yeah, yeah. With a, I with a, I mean, it's so simple and it makes it easier for them and they've already done the hard work of creating the review. But then one thing you you mentioned, which uh, I think is super important, and this is why we we celebrate uh, negative reviews because it's oh, a yeah. of pa- passage, right? Yeah. And you'll see people post in the community, it's like, just got a first one-star review. Yeah, um, because it's it, it, a book without any one star reviews is a book that hasn't sold well, <laughs> and so it's. I mean, that's you're, you're expanding your 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 reach with your book. But I remember one thing that my brother told me way back, is he said Chandler, this is a review on your book. This is not a review on Chandler Bolt as a person. This yeah. is a review on something you created, which yeah. is still stings. Yeah, you know. However, um, yeah.
1: I will say. <laughs> from a memoir point of view, it does kind of feel like it's a review on you.
0: Mm. Oh, interesting.
1: Um, You know, the one that I read anyway, it was like, she was brash or whatever. And I'm like, Ooh. Um, But then again, she doesn't understand sarcasm, but Mm. it's interesting to get a review on a memoir because I'm like, you're reviewing my real lived experiences in my life. Mm. And, And I'm not, I'm not sure how I feel about that. You know, like if you don't hmm. like it, sorry, that's what happened. Like that was, mm. you know, I, it's an mm. interesting thing to think about, but mm. um, I was like, I don't think I need to read these, but you know, you, just you think they're reviewing
0: works. your, your, your experiences or they're reviewing how, how it was told and how that landed with them.
1: Oh yeah. I mean, it's totally about the other person, right? I'm like, that's that's, something struck you, which I'm actually glad because it made you think um, this isn't about me, but the way that you wrote it was kind of about me. Um, And that, I think that can be kind of hard. So I don't know how healthy it is to read reviews for memoirs. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Um, Especially, you know, my goal wasn't to like become a famous author or anything. My goal is to help people. So I'm Mm -hmm. like, I do think that if I got a negative review it did help her in some way because she had to think about something, right? Yeah. But absolutely it was about her, it wasn't about me. Mm-hmm. But the mm-hmm. way that it's the way that they they write them you're like that feels like it was totally directed
0: at my character. Yeah. Oh no doubt. Um switching gears a little bit kind of in the home stretch here a couple of final questions. Um what was the what was the most helpful part or the biggest takeaway from working with us at self publishing school?
1: Um, the most helpful part for sure was like the, the people that you're assigned to, what do you call them? Like my buddy coaches. Yeah. My coach my buddy system. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I loved working with Marcy. She was incredible. And also being able to like find my, um, editor there was so helpful. And also just the steps of how you go through that, that home stretch. Cause Mm -hmm. you know, I had pretty much written the thing when I signed up with you guys and then I was totally lost. So just being like, this happens next. This happens next. This is the tool you need. I would have had no idea, so that was super helpful.
0: That's great. Um, what would, um, well, I guess, what would be your parting piece of advice um, for someone who's kind of the Leanne from whatever it was a year and some change ago, um, who's who's thinking about writing a memoir, um, knowing what you know now? What would be your advice? To, what would your advice be to those folks?
1: Um, it's a lot of work. <laughs> it's a lot of work. It's totally worth it. Um, my advice would be: figure out your why, why you're writing it, and um, be very, very in tune with the, the voice behind your why. And if you're not there yet, get there first. I think it'll make a huge difference in who you impact and how you sell.
0: Awesome. Leanne, this has been, this has been awesome. Really, really, really helpful. Um, Kind of uh, in closing, where can people go to find out more about you, um, to buy your book, to check out your book and what you're up to?
1: The books on Amazon and wherever books are sold, please don't send me flowers. Um, Website is leannesaffer.com and I'm Leanne Saffer on Instagram because that's my name.
0: All right. please don't send me flowers. And that's the title of the book. Uh, I guess she's maybe also asking you not to send her flowers. Um, But you you can go buy the book on Amazon uh, and check it out. Please don't send me flowers. Leanne, thank you so much. Thank you.